loud. So good morning to you. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, can we just have all of the fathers uh, stand up for just a moment? And we just want to say happy Father. And we, I see we got fathers in the bathroom. <laughs> anyway, happy Father's Day in the bathroom. Glory to God. Happy Father's Day to you. We love you. Uh, we just pray that this is a great day for you and a great year for you. And uh, we praise God for you. And I want you to know, even if, you, if you're in here and you're not a physical father yet, uh, it's clear in the Word, it's clear in the Bible that God wants you to be a spiritual father. He wants you to grow up to the place where you make disciples. Well, what is that? That's like a spiritual father where you grow to the place place where you can help birth people in the spirit, not just win them to the Lord, but you can help to raise them and disciple them. So no matter even if you're a physical father today or you're not, or even if you're not even uh, 18 yet, know that the Lord wants to take you higher. And whether you're a father or a mother, God wants you to be a mentor and a discipler of people. No matter where you're at now, if you'll go after him, he can raise you up and help you to be everything that God's called you to be. But we just welcome you today. Fathers, happy Father's Day to you. And uh, we just praise God for you. Yeah. Did everybody get... Uh, everybody get pictures yet or some people still we get still got to do it afterwards take a family picture make sure you take advantage of the photo booth those pictures will be there you can download them uh, I, I tell them at Mother's Day and Father's Day we do this uh, most of the major days Christmas Easter stuff like that we have it because that's when everybody dresses up you know and uh, and they look all nice it's a great day to take a picture and then I get a Christmas card and there it is I'm like hey I know where they took that at and uh, so uh, I see it all over it's funny I'll be you know somebody's house and there's a Christmas card on the refrigerator I'm like hey they took that at boomerang that was a Father's Day background and so anyway we just love you and um, what are we are we doing anything with those today are we giving huh the the we're giving an 8 by 10. I thought we were doing that. I just want to make sure before I said it. So if, if we're giving an 8 by 10 uh, to every father today of the picture. So make sure you go back there and get you a, uh, a good family picture. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So we welcome you to Boomerang, house of love and prayer, living in abundance, winning souls, and making disciples for Jesus. Uh, you can, if they would, put up that link for the notes. Uh, you can go to notes.bclife.org and you can actually pull up on your smartphone or tablet uh, the notes. Pretty much every Sunday that's available, not every Sunday. Uh, specifically, I tell it to you today because although I hit the button to say print, it didn't print all I told it to print. And uh, I don't know if y'all have ever had that issue with your computer or printer, but anyway, it just didn't do it. And then I hit it again and, you know, I even hit it harder. It didn't work. It didn't print what I wanted it to print. And, uh, but we had a few, so if you have one, consider yourself blessed this morning. If you don't, hit that link. And, uh, and then you can see what we see up there. But go ahead and pull up those notes. And let's turn to Matthew uh, chapter 9. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, for being a father to us. Thank you for being uh, just so good. You are a good father. You are a good, good father. Jesus said, 
You are a good Father. And Lord, we receive that. Lord, we thank you for it. We will not pass by those statements and not honor you. Lord, this morning we honor you as the good daddy to us. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You remember, uh, you remember that, uh, and what do y'all think about Jesus? He, he all right? He's okay? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is just all right with you? I was just checking. And I, see, I can tell who's older in here because they're like, uh-huh. I heard that. I heard that. And I can tell who's younger because they're like, what is he talking about? Why are other people laughing right now? Anyway, we'll just, you, you can Google it. Um, but anyway, Jesus, like, did, was he good? Yeah. And yet, here's what happens. Um, you, you see this guy come up to Jesus and say, good master. Good master. And then Jesus replies to him and said, there's only one good. That's the father. The father is good. Now, I'm sitting there thinking, like, if anybody could have said, I'm good and receive a compliment, Jesus could. And yet, Jesus says, don't give it to me. Give it to him. And I learned something right there. I, I learned, look, I, no matter if I do something good, I need to pass on that praise and glory and honor to the Father. And if, if Jesus says the Father's good, if there's one word I can, I can take to the bank, is that God is a good Father. And it's not a good Father on how we think, right? See, you've you got to look at it and understand that as soon as sin came into the world, our thinking was corrupted by sin. And even what we think is good still has limits on it. But God is good without the limits. God is good without the limits. He's a good father without the limits of a corrupted thinking. He's absolute good. That's how good he is. He's, he's good without any error, without any mess up, without any forgetting of birthdays, without any missing of the games for the kids. He's good. He's good without getting angry with his kids in, in a really bad, sinful way. He's good. He's a good father. And it's beyond what we can even think with a corrupted mindset. It's beyond that. We, we almost have to receive it just by our spirit and just say, yeah, he is. He's a good father. And I don't know about you. And you, I had a good dad. I had a good earthly father. But guess what? My father... He missed some steps sometimes. Anybody else? Don't raise your hand, but anybody else? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to protect some people here. Uh, anybody else? Their father missed a few steps? Huh? You better not. <laughs> My daughter. No, I can tell you, I did. I did miss a few steps. So she can raise her hand and not be lying and not get in trouble this time. <laughs> but God never missed it. God never missed any of those steps. And I can tell you when I've needed a father because of maybe some of the missteps of my own, there was a father who was perfect for me, who was the best good. The goodest of the good. Gooder and gooder. All the way good. 
good to the highest power. I really wish the Holy Ghost would give me like 15 more minutes of good things that I could say. And I wouldn't be touching how good he is. I'm so sorry I missed that. Real, real good. Real, real, real good. That was Jeff Foxworthy something. Anyway, he's so good. Uh, He's so good. And even if we sat here and worshipped him for an hour straight, four hours straight, four days straight, four years straight, we wouldn't be fulfilling what he's worthy of. He's that good. And Jesus was the fullness. He was the full picture of that when he came on the earth. Hebrews uh, 1.3 shows us that he was the exact representation. And so Jesus was that. And yet even though Jesus was the exact picture of a good father, he still said, worship the father. Worship the father. Oh, that we would worship him for what he's worth. Like what we experienced at the end of worship and and when uh, Pastor Nicole gets up uh, and she says, look, let's just worship him. He's worthy of it. That's that's not exaggeration. That's something that's due our father. It's something that's due our father. Now, a few years ago, uh, we had a series, I think it was 2014, which seems, wow, how did time pass that fast? But we did a series called Reset. And reset was simply talking about resetting to the intimacy, the spiritual intimacy with our Father. And it was tremendous. If you missed the reset series, you missed something. No kidding, you missed something big. Uh, I would say the biggest message I've ever been tasked to preach as a preacher, and it will be the biggest message because of what it deal with, deals with, and I show that to you in the scripture. It's a huge message. And if you did miss it, don't worry, because the Lord's already told me I'm going to be preaching it again sometime soon, and so you can catch up. But I want to give you a portion of that today. Uh, Not too long ago, we have a university here. Uh, We're on summer break right now, but on Tuesday nights, uh, we're here uh, on Tuesday nights for Impact University. And we just finished teaching Reset in the university. We just finished that. And as I was teaching, one of those messages in that uh, series is Reset to the Father. And as I was teaching that, uh, so let's reset our spiritual intimacy with the Father and receive Him for who He is. As I was teaching that, I, I sensed the Holy Spirit uh, speak to me, and I believe he told me, that's what I want you to preach on, or, or at least a portion of it on Father's Day. I said, yes, sir. So I've been looking forward to this, and I want to give you this piece of resetting your spiritual intimacy with the Father today. And the first thing I want to show you is that what we've already talked about, God is such a good Father. Let's look at Matthew nine thirty-six. 9.36, and it says, talking about Jesus, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Now, I think you can put a word in here right where it says shepherd. I think you can put a word in here, father, and you're not going to damage what that is. They were like sheep without a father. They, would, they were like sheep without an overseer, without a protector. Now, you've got to understand that these are the same people that in just a few chapters, they're going to yell, crucify him. And he's aware of it. He knows. And yet he's not there 
to get on to them to condemn the world. He's there to save them. And here he is. Jesus is, according to Hebrews 1.3, the exact representation, the exact picture and nature, right? The exact picture and nature of our good father. And here, as the good father, you see God being not just a, a wannabe father. He's a real father. These are the people that are going to say, crucify him and send him to the cross. And yet here he is and he's saying, uh, it, I look at him and I see they're, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting in my heart because they're like sheep without a shepherd, like people without a father. The heart of God is to be a father to us. To, the heart of God is to say, look, I'll teach you what to do. I'll show you how to do it. I'll, I'll raise you up. I'll protect you. I'll, give you. I'll give you a lift up in life. I'll give you a boost. You know? And this is one of the things. When we start to understand the reality of how God is, it starts to take away our, our messed up past and replace it with a good past that can spring board us into the victory that God has for us. It can take away growing up on the wrong side of the tracks. It can take away, you know, uh, uh, maybe being held back in life by certain stereotypes. It can take that away because when we by faith go to, go to our Father and say, Lord, you're my King. You're my Father. All of a sudden, you've got a new heritage. And it's not based on the color of your skin. It's not based on how good your earthly father was. It's based on how good he is. And anybody at any time can say, Lord, I want you to be my good father. And they can literally transplant themselves from an earthly bad position or even a mediocre position to the high position of the kingdom of God. To the high position of being received by a father that loves them with everything he's got enough to give his son to die for him. You have a father right now that says, let me take my son and give him to die for you so that you can be my child. What a father. What a good father. And not only that, you know, um, how many people think, like, like, you know, how many pe people think that, uh, you know, like Donald Trump's son, right? Is he going to worry about what he's going to put on the table or where he's going to live? No, he's going to be okay, right? He's going to be okay. Why? Because he's got a dad who's got some money. Well, you're talking about an earthly father with problems. I mean, he might be president, but... He's got some problems too. We need to be praying for him, just like we need to pray for every president. What? He's got issues. We all got issues. He's earthly. But, but his son is going to be okay. We know that. Why do we know that? Because how could it go wrong? He's got a father that's got some resources. This is what I'm telling you. You've got a father with bigger resources than he does.
You're in a better position than he is. Why? Because you've got a father who will not fail you. His love will not stop. And he's not limited to the earth's resources. He's got a whole universe he can pull from. And if that runs out, he can create more. Resources be in Jesus' name. You've got a father. You are already attached to somebody greater. Greater. That loves you more. The question is, do you know it or are you constantly leaning on what the world has taught you, who you have been and where you've been? Or are you saying, you know what, that may have been where I came from. That may have been what I had. Yeah, my dad, I, don't even, I didn't even know him or, or he was a piece of work. He, need, it, he definitely was not a good father. Or maybe he was just an okay father. Yes, that stuff may have been a fact, but right now I can see in that world that I can take on a daddy who loves me, a father who will give me a hand up in life. And right now, today, your life can completely change and go a new direction. But as long as you keep living by that old way, it'll go back and you'll get the old way results. But if you'll live by a new way, adopted as a child in God's kingdom and in his family, you'll live by that new way. But you got to do things by that new way. You, if you keep going back to the old way, you're going to get old results. How many people ever found that out? How many people, like, I've heard it, and then I just went back, I did the same old stuff, I did the same old habits, and, and I got same old results. Anybody? Look, raise your hand. Hold it high. Don't be afraid of it. That was the old you, amen? Today's a new day. And, and just say it with me. I ain't never doing that again. All right, now let me know it for real. I ain't never doing that again. For real. I like that you copied the for real part too. That's good. You go back to those ways, you're going to get old way results. You go to God's ways and a good father you're going to get good father results. Did you know favor in your business, it can turn on a dime? Favor in your business, it can turn on a dime. Favor in your family, it can turn on a dime. You know whose hand that's in? Yours and mine. Because God said, I've already done my part. My son gave his life. On that cross, he bore the weight of sin, sickness, and disease. He said, you've already been given every spiritual gift. I've given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. These are scriptures. Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health. God's done his part. He's like, your move. Your move. And this is how we move. We say, I'm going to keep doing it this way, or we say, I'm going to do it this way. We make a decision every day, every decision, every action, every thought. I'm going to do it the old way, and I'm going to think the old way, and I'm going to do the old habits, or I'm going to do it the new way. Well, this is it. Say it with me. Say, I'm making the new way choice. I'm making the new way choice. I'm making the choice of God's word. I'm making the choice of God's word. I'm going to do things his way. I'm going to do things his way. And I'm going to see his way results. I'm going to see his way results. You believe that? then your life just changed. Amen. Your life just changed. Yeah. You believe that? Yeah. Then your life just changed. Amen. Your life just got promoted. Amen. You just went up. I say, I'm not sure you believe it. Because if you believe it, you'll be like, Woo! What? Woo! 
if you believe it. If you don't believe it, you're going to be like, well, we'll see. We'll see is not faith. Well, we'll see. That ain't faith. Good try. But that ain't faith. Well, we'll see. No. When you believe it, something happens. Oh, I got it. Glory to God. Woohoo! Glory. You like that one? It's better than your dance you had. We're going to have a dance contest for this day. Mine's kind of a silly, that's, mine's what a, a kid would do. Like, a kid would just be like, I don't care. That was that too. That was similar too, yeah. Her dance was something like that. <laughs> but see, you know what happens when you get in faith? When you start receiving the kingdom, guess what happens? You get childlike. He said, if you don't become like one of these, you will not enter the kingdom, the domain of the king, the rule of the king. But when we start, that's, that's just it. When we start moving into God's ways and not the old ways, all of a sudden we start moving into the rule of the king. And guess what? The symptom of that to get us in there is to become childlike. In our faith. That's why he says this. You've got to be ready to give uh, a reason for the hope that's within you. Because people are going to see hope on you. It's going to look like a kid's hope. Like, like I, if Luke was in here right now and I said, hey, uh, hey dude, you want to go get uh, some ice cream after service? He'd be like, oh. Yeah, but if I tell y'all that, you got to be reserved because y'all are adults. You know, you're like, oh yeah, let's, let's go get some ice cream. But see, that's, that's how we stay out of the kingdom. We get into the kingdom when we put on child likeness, like, like, like he would, like your kids would, until they, they get about 13, then all of a sudden they got to get dignified and act cool. That's the world. That's the world. Lord... Let me be the biggest kid in here, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me be the biggest kid. Why? Because I want to enter your kingdom more than anybody. If it's available, let me enter your kingdom. That means let me be a kid. I dance. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, we, we told you, the Lord told us when we received something big in our life to dance. We danced in front of all y'all, stupid dance, silly dance, right? Let us be the biggest kids. Why? God's fun. God's fun, y'all. Amen. <laughs> God's fun. It, the word says this, with joy you, you dip into the wells of salvation. With the joy of the Lord, with joy you dip into those wells. Pastor Tracy brought up something this, this week. I've never heard it before. I couldn't find anybody that ever heard it before. He said, I will establish my covenant with Isaac. You remember that scripture? I will establish my covenant with Isaac. What does Isaac mean? Laughter. What he was saying is, I will establish my covenant with laughter. The joy of the Lord. We've got to get really good at entering the joy of the Lord and start becoming like a kid. Enter into, if you've got such a good father, this is not my notes. If you've got such a good father, 
If you've got such a good father, don't you want to come into his dwelling? If he really is good. This week, I was blessed. Uh, Somebody invited me to stay uh, at their house. And uh, their house, I'm going to tell you, listen, when you, and this is the kind of stuff God will do for you too. When you pull up to somebody's house and at the beginning of the driveway that you can't fully see the house yet, there's a big brick wall and it says their last name and manor. Like such and such as manor, you know you're operating on a different level, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like easy picking, right? That's what that means. And so... You were raised in a generation of farmers. Today we just go to the store. That, yeah, you say that today, some people, might, millennials, might not know what that means. That meant it was easy. You didn't have to bend down and get it. Didn't have to work as hard. It was easy. Now, here's one of the things that you got to see. He said, when I, when I go up and I'm like, man, and I'm thinking, I'm going to stay here? Me? I'm going to stay here? Do you, you know... Y'all remember stories about what we affectionately call the ugly house? Like, I, I got a feeling this is not going to be like the ugly house, but there was a time where that's where we lived, you know, where we caught the mice, you know, a lot of them in one night, where the weeds are coming up through the baseboard, where at certain parts of the house I could look out and say, oh, there's the ground. Inside. We lived there not too long ago. And now God's got, he says, hey, you can come stay at my place. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, he's just, all he's done is applied scripture in his business. And he's a giver and he listens and he watches his words and he's obedient to what the Lord says. And that's how he, he became successful. How old do you think he is? 50, 60? 36. 36. Pulls up. All right, now listen. They're such and such name manner. I'm like, I don't know about you, but when you realize that's where you're going to be standing, it's like, I want to get inside that house. I want to see what's in there. I want to know what's in there. Because you know, if that's the case, when I go in, it's going to be nice. And there might be some stuff waiting on me that's just nice. And there was. It was a blessing. It was a huge blessing. This is what I'm getting at. If you've got a really good father who doesn't just own planet Earth, he owns the universe, wouldn't you want to get into his realm, into his house? Wouldn't you want to get inside of what he's got going on? Would you want to do that? Would you want to get in his house, a good father? I would. This is what he says. He says, you must become like a little child to enter the kingdom. You must become like a child to enter the domain of the king. The rule, the place where God has rule. Don't you know, uh, let me ask you this. Is there any sickness in heaven? Any disease? Any problems? No, if there's a problem in heaven, he kicks it out. Problems can't stay. No problems. No problems there. So if you could get to heaven, how would you feel? 
Pretty good. What would happen to your body in heaven? Instantly healed. What would, would you, like if you were in heaven and there's God and there's the, there's the Father and there's Jesus, are you concerned about the bill collectors calling? Are you concerned about what's going to be on the table at your next meal? Are you concerned with where you're going to stay at? Are you concerned with whether or not what you had on earth was the ugly house? Forget the ugly house. I'm in heaven. Why would you not be? Because you know everything's fixed there. Why? Because the will of God is done. Why? Because the goodness of God rules in that place. The rule of God is in control. You know, that's what it was like in the garden as well. The two places where you see the will of God done perfectly, the garden and heaven. In neither place did they have to work for their food. In neither place did they, and let me say it this way, toil for their food. In neither place was there sickness. In neither place were they disconnected from God. And, and then Jesus said this, pray this way, Father, your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. See what we've missed sometimes in our life. Is that we are already connected. To the will of God. And the domain of God in heaven. He's waiting on us to figure that out. And start living like it. But that means that if we're living like it. We're living by his ways. And not the old ways. And if we'll go to live by his ways. And not the old ways. All of a sudden we can have the his ways. And have not the old results. But it's what are we doing with it? What kind of choices are we making? What kind of decisions are we What are we thinking on? What are we saying? What are we believing on? We can have his ways, but we've got to recognize he is a good father and he wants good. Beloved above all things, I wish that you prosper and be held. What are these verses talking about? You know, he's the one who gives you the power to get wealth, right? It, it, it's his glory to provide for you and add no sorrow with it. These are scriptures that are talking about how good of a father he is. How good he is. The verse says this, every good and perfect gift comes down from the father. We know he's a good father. From the father, from above. From the Father of lights with whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. What are these verses describing? A Father that loves you so much that no matter where you came from or what you had going on before you walked in here today, if you will simply connect your heart with Him and receive Him as a Father, everything can change. I mean everything can change. I mean everything can change. And what's one of the ways that we start walking in that way? We just become like a kid again. We just become like a kid again. Put on the joy. Put on the, put on the laughter. I will establish my covenant with laughter. I will establish it with laughter. I will, with joy, you reach down into the wells of the salvation. The wells of every promise that God has. With joy, you draw up from that well. You become like a kid again. You must become as a child to enter into the domain of the king, the rule of God. 
And he wants that rule not just to be in heaven and not just at the garden that we can't touch anymore. No, he wants us to be walking in that rule and that dominion every day of our life. Why? Because when you put on the goodness of a good father in your life, it preaches. It preaches. It preaches. When you put that on, it preaches to the world. This is why I said you got to be ready to give an account for the hope that's within you. So how many people, like right now you're going, wow, I need some of that in my life. I need some. If you don't need any, then don't raise your hand. But if you need, Lord, I need to be connected to a good father. Because what I'm going to pray right now is that everybody whose hand is raised, that God will reach down from heaven, take you by the hand, and everything will change. Anybody want some stuff to change right now? Because the old ways have stunk. I need some healing. I need some deliverance. I'm telling you today, you have a good father. And, and, and this is what it says over in Acts chapter 17 and verse 28. You can drop them for just a second, but I'm going to tell you to raise them again in a moment. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 28, it says this. It says, in him, in Jesus, we live and move and have our being. In Jesus. Now, in Jesus, we live. We, now, we know from John 10, 10 that when he starts talking about life, he doesn't want just a little bit of life. He wants yeah. big life to the full till it overflows. Big life. I've come. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life to the full till it overflows. This is Jesus talking. So when he says, in him we live, he's not just talking about, oh, yeah, you'll be alive. No, 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 no. We're talking about alive on a God standard. We're talking about alive on a heavenly uh, level. We're talking about life to the full till it overflows. Big life. Life that's so big, people are like, wow, I just want to hang out with you. That kind of life. It's not just talking about finances and stuff. We're talking about you got joy. You know, there's a lot of people out in Hollywood. They got all kinds of stuff. But they don't have anything on the inside. It's empty on the inside. We're talking about filling up on the inside and all of a sudden it manifests also on the outside. In him we have life to the full till it overflows. In him we move. Anybody ever wondered like I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to get to where I need to get. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the plans are. It's in him that we move. In him we see where to go. In him he get, empowers us to get there and in him we move. We move through life. Not only are we full of life, but we know where to go, what to do and we're empowered to get there. Man, that's a confidence. You know how many people are so worried about what tomorrow holds? But see, when we get in Him, these questions start to get answered. In Him, I have life to the full till it overflows, and I move where God wants me to move. And wherever I step my foot, I take that land and I move in victory. I'm not moving, I'm not moving in defeat. I'm moving. It's in Him. It's in intimacy with Him. It's in fellowship with Him. In Him we live. We move and we have our being. Anybody need some things to come into being yeah. in your life? Yeah. Ooh, glory. Come into being. 
In Him we live and move and we have our being. What we need to be in Him, God starts to command the blessing. When we come into unity with Him, God starts commanding the blessing saying, Hey, they need a place? Be. Place, be. They need a car, car, be. They need, they need a job, job, be. They need, they need uh, confusion off their mind. Confusion, leave, peace, be. Grace, be in Jesus. And you need something to come into being. It's all of that is found in Jesus. Who's in the Father. He abides in the Father and the Father abides in Him. And our job is to abide in Jesus and the Father. And they will abide in us. And then you will ask what you will in your prayer and it shall be given to you. It's in Him. So when I ask you a second ago to raise your hand, you got to understand that being in him is doing it his way, not the old way, not what the world's taught you, what he's taught you, what he showed you to do. You know, you, you, one of the things he said, don't forsake the assembling together of the saints. Don't forsake it. What does forsake it mean? It means to put it as second fiddle, to put it in second place, second priority. Oh, I got other stuff to do. No, don't do that. Don't forsake it. It's in him. In him we live and move. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But so many people, they want the results of God's ways, but they want to do life in the old ways. You can't do that. It doesn't work for you anymore. And the truth is, it doesn't work for anybody anytime. His ways are the only ways that work that don't have bad consequences. In him we have life to the full till it overflows. In him we move. In him we have our being. When you raise your hand and you're saying, hey, I need something today. Lord, I need something. I need something to come into being for me today. Know that you do that through Jesus. And this morning I just want you, if you need something to come into being, like right now if you raise your hand, God reaches down and he grabs you by the hand and he starts moving heaven into your life. If there's something you, if he would do that right now, I could use something. If that's you, just raise your hand right now. Now with your hands raised, I just want you to know, I want you to pray this with me. Just say, Father, Father right, now, right now, I know, I know that, in you, that in you, I live, I live have life to the full, to the full. I, move, I move, and I have my being. Now, uh, some of you are looking at me. Don't look at me. You're talking to your good, good father. And you got a good father who does not leave you as an orphan like you didn't talk, like you didn't speak, like you didn't ask. You have a good father that loves you and he's hearing you right now. So now you talk to him. Lord, right now, you're the Lord of my life. I move into you. I abide in you and you abide in me. By getting my fellowship right with you. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the director of my life. I believe you died for me. And I believe that God brought you back to life. And when you were at the lowest low,